Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. We are finally here. I talk about it, you know, every day. We talk about everything, and at the same time, we don't think it's here, but I did stay up late last night. I did almost wake up late today. I am watching calls just now get added that are usually on by now. And I don't even know how quiet the chat is right now. Oh, we got Francis in there. Good morning, Francis. Happy New Year. But the show must go on because it's a new year. It's a new day. And I love you. I love the thoughts for this year. I love how it feels walking into the beginning of this year. I think things that sometimes we think, oh, wow, what will that look like in a year from now? We know coming. So there's just so much hope, so much alive, so much love, even though people generally are going to wake up late today. And I, it was one of those days where I almost did. I, I usually wake up at 4 or 3.30 and I'm up and, and going. And um, last night, my daughter came and we wanted to see a movie. So we saw a movie. And then she's like, well, we can't sleep now. It's almost midnight, which was, you know, 40 minutes away. And so we stayed up. And then after that, I, I was wired. And I just couldn't go to sleep right away. So by the time I slept three hours later, here I am. So hi and good morning. <laughs> it's here. But... I do want to continue yesterday's show because Christ said this is the year of progression, usable information. We take what we know, and now we get to the point where we're saying, hey, tired of not doing what I want to do. I'm tired of not being able to do the things that I know I can, which we all know we can do better. We can be whatever. We can procrastinate less. We can eat better. That's what I love about this time of year is that even though it may be short-lived and some people ride it out forever, but it's the time of year we think about it. We think about saving money. We think about our health. We think about what we want to do. And we get at least enough time off to try to do those things. No other time do we stop and reflect. Sometimes we just are bothered very much so, but we're very bothered by everything we don't have, didn't get, didn't get our way. But by the time the year's over, we kind of get a different perspective. Like, yeah, hey, you know what? I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm okay over here. So we start to see the world as a more manageable place. Because we can, we can plan for where we're going. And we're always going to be going somewhere. But once 
you know your value. It's hard not to value others either. So there's this thing that happens. The more you learn, the more you are. And as Captain Obvious as that statement is, the more you learn, the more you are. That was number seven. The more you learn, the more you are. Because when you can figure out that you are, hey, I'm actually happy right now. And you can accept that happiness. Just that alone, just accepting your own happiness. You know what that does? It takes all judgment off the plate. All of it. All judgment goes away once you're happy. Only time we judge each other the only time we judge ourselves are when we are not happy with ourselves. So when you, when Christ says something as simple as the more you learn, the more you are, there's a lot of things that just go away because you don't need them anymore. And there really is a time when you don't need them anymore. And time will go by and you'll go, wow, I haven't had that thought for a long time. Think about that. It's huge. Because we morph, like, wow, I used to think like that. God, my life was really chaotic when I thought like that. Or my life was really hard when I thought like that. I would stay up at night and try to figure out what I've done wrong because somebody's mad at me when I thought like that. I used to say things like, I'm ugly, stupid, dumb, not worth it. And this and that never happens for me. And it stops. Because you were not scared of your own happiness. And you were able to accept it. That is huge. All stemming from the one statement. The more you learn, the more you are. You'll never ever say you made a mistake again. You'll know you did your best and this is what happened. Even if your best at the time was being impatient and you rushed through it and you knew you could have given it more time and you waited too long to get started, what you learned from that, pretty much learned not to really do that again. Because you don't want to do it. Put yourself in that position again. And over time, you never do it again. And you forget you've ever done it like that. You think, gosh, how could I have done that? 
That ended up taking me twice as long trying to fix what I did. You learn that you open your door first and then you open your windows. But you don't stay in the room and open the window and not know you can open the door too. All because the more you learn, the more that you are. You have more to offer yourself, which gives you the latitude. And it gives you the confidence. Hey, not everybody's bad, messed up. We hear about those people because the things that they've done shock us. But they are definitely and I know it's going to sound funny to say because we always said the 1% we're talking about up here. But the people have done things like that out of the billions in our world are probably a 1%. Because there's something about balance. We can't keep track of balance. It's way too much for us, way too big for us. But there is balance. And when you can accept your happiness and realize that you are a learning soul, you're not here to know everything. You have balance. You have neutralized the things that attack you inside your little head right when you're going full stream and it's like trying to hold back the horse. And sometimes we let it hold us back because that's when we start doing that talk. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm not worth it. This never happens for me. Poor me. Why me? I don't know the whole world. And it's just because you have a fear of accepting your own happiness of understanding that you just need to learn. You don't need to be perfect. I see it a lot with, and I know this, I bring it up because I see it. When people start dating, I don't care how old you are because many people start dating at different times in their life. They believe they need to be perfect and they keep trying to make their life perfect so that when they date, they will be ready. And I think the only way, the only way to date is to try. The guy who gets the date, or girl, is the guy who asks. But we're so scared and paralyzed to hear the word no that we never get to hear the word yes because we won't ask. Or the job we want, we'll take a lesser job. Well, let me start here because we're actually scared where we may have to learn something new. We don't tackle it head on. We're like, oh no, what if I mess up? What if you mess up? Then you'll learn, oh, that's not a way to do it. But if you don't give yourself space to learn, then you can't have the more you learn, the more you are. 
And then the happiness will be harder to accept because you're so hard on yourself that you can't help yourself. So that one is a big one with a long explanation behind it, but it's a big one. Because yesterday we stopped at talking all the time to please us. And I'm going to go through all of them because now I'm going to get to number eight. But health starts in our kitchen, emotional and physical emotions, emotionals. Our mental health heals in our walks. Our physical health heals in our walks. Accounting is conversations with God. Purity is asking why of yourself. Excuses hold us hostage. Talking all the time depletes us. The more you learn, the more you are. Number two words. Listening enriches. I was waiting for more, like, Listening enriches your life or listening enriches something for you. But it just enriches everybody involved gets a win for listening. Everyone involved. When you listen and somebody starts a story or starts to explain something to you and you don't want to hear them because you feel like it takes too long. It's not like you don't want to hear them, but you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have the time. Oh, what am I going to do? And they just started and your whole head is spinning and you don't hear them, even though it looks like you're listening. And then the person kind of figures out, oh, wait, I don't think they're actually really listening. I remember that happened to me. I was talking at the time I was married, and I was talking to my husband, and he was reading the paper, and I was in the kitchen. And I was still really young at the time. I was probably, you know, 26 or 27 years old. It was before I had children. And he was sitting there reading the paper, and I was talking, and I knew he wasn't listening, but he kept going, "Uh uh-huh. Uh huh. So I thought, hmm. And you know, when you're younger, I mean, just the, I I want to say that's being a kid, but my kids are that age, and they they are still kids in my brain. So I was just a kid, and I go in the middle of my words, I go naked, and all of a sudden he looks up and he's like, naked? What? What was naked? You know, and. That got his attention, and I said, gosh, you're so hardwired to certain language. But it was funny because then I knew he just, the stuff I was talking to him about, the paper was probably more interesting. And then I learned to be quieter, not because I felt bad, but because I thought, Why do I feel like I need to be talking all the time, even while he's trying to read the paper? And who can read the paper and listen at the same time? That time of the morning became my happy time. I listened 
to what I saw. And what I saw was that he needs time to decompress in the morning and to read the paper and to get himself going. But I never thought of me needing that time. It never occurred to me that I needed time in the morning to be quiet because I wake up and I'm like, boom, I'm the ever ready bunny. But then at 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night, I can't hear because now I'm falling asleep anywhere I'm at. And that enriched us both because we gave each other the space to have quiet in the morning. It just happened naturally because instead of me getting in an argument with him that he never listens to me, I listened to the situation and I responded by saying, hey, I get that. Let's go with that. So it's not just hearing someone because we can check out. But when we respond to what we hear, like, hey, I understand this is bothering you, but there's a step two to it. And that step two to it, the step two is the response. What's the best way to deal with this from now on? And then really do it. And when you do, it enriches your entire life. So when I say, or when I say, I wish sometimes I was, I could be as big as Christ, but I'm not. But I can hear him and I can tell us that listening enriches by our response. So keep that really close in your mind that if someone comes to you with anything a solution an idea okay what where do we go from here that's a great idea what do you think you'll do with it and sometimes someone may just say it was a great idea but i don't want to do anything with it but then once you say that you've completed the circle of thought and when you complete the circle of thought that makes you feel that sense of completion and that sense of completion you may take somewhere else. But there's these little rings in life that you keep completing circles and keep growing and growing and growing, just like cells. They start out one and they become two and then they become four and then they become eight. They don't start out one, become two, and then become three, and then become four. They grow exponentially. And that's exactly how we are. So the more we know or the more we learn, the more we are. It's interesting because this little list that Christ gave me is amazing because 10 years ago, we could be saying these same things and it would have meant something completely different to us. We just would have. And look at how far we've come that we can even say, hey, I get that. Number nine, and I have written this one so many times. Christ has said it so many times. And yet said again, and it's number nine, saying sorry heals both souls. 
That is one of the least said words to each other. I'm really sorry about that. I'm sorry I didn't think that through before I said that to you. I am sorry that I didn't really listen. Now we, it costs us some money because we just made, you know, a huge mistake. And then realizing, well, I guess it wasn't a mistake. However, and then we get into conversation. But once we say we are sorry, what happens in energy is that the shields go down. And when the shields go down, the energy can bounce back and forth between the two souls. And to say sorry is when our souls are talking. Our ego doesn't want us to say sorry. Our ego wants us to create conflict for ourselves somehow. So if we can't see that, we will be in conflict. But when you say sorry, the ego doesn't even have a chance to get into that conversation because what each person or the person who actually says they're sorry worst thing was to admit that they may not have done something right for the two of you. And it doesn't matter what it is, bigness in energy to say, hey, you know what? That might not have been in our best interest. Hey, you know what? I, I don't ever want to do that again to us. I don't think it's okay. Now, the minute you say you don't think it's okay, the other person doesn't have to convince you that what you did wasn't okay. And now the conversation can take another step that begins to heal both of you because then you think, wow, the world is right. People can have conversations that are productive. Oh my gosh, not everybody wants to fight you. Not everyone's narcissistic. Not everyone's this. And we start to believe. Saying sorry heals both souls. Number 10, listening to your instincts is confidence now known. How many times? I can tell you a million times I've done this and probably a million, not even an exaggeration about how many times I didn't listen to my instincts and went back and said, oh my gosh, I knew that. Why didn't I listen in the beginning? Well, I didn't listen in the beginning because whatever it was I wanted, I thought I couldn't live without, or I thought, well, once I get it, then I'll, then I'll listen to myself. But I need to get this for whatever reason. I need to get that. And later, the need for that was short-lived, but not listening to my instinct was really the issue. Now, if there's something I need to do and it doesn't happen, and I know it's just not time for it. I let it go until it is time for it. If ever there is time for it. I don't feel like I have to take a square peg and turn it into a round hole. 
anymore. And I used to try to. Maybe I'd file down those square sides <laughs> to try to fit it into that hole somehow. But I don't feel that anymore. There's something I plan to do in a day. And that particular day, I wake up. And I just know that's not where I need to be. Like, really, no. It doesn't happen very much. Maybe once every few years where I really get that feeling like, oh, no. That isn't a party I belong at. It's actually happening to me um, right now in a certain situation. And I know, I just know I don't belong there. I wanted to go. I committed to go. And now I'm saying, hey, wait, and there's still even like two months before the event, and I don't think that's my event. I don't think I belong there. That's not my thing, and it's a big thing, but it's not my thing. And I can see it so clearly, clearly enough for me to have said, hey, you know what, I I just, I'm not excited by that in the sense that if I go, I don't usually feel good when I come back from those events. If anything, I'm just exhausted and I wondered why I went. And after that happening time and time again, because on the outside it looks so shiny, I took that pressure off myself. And what happened to me was, I was like, God, I'm so glad I did that. Learning to say no takes everything that we want to do and gives it a whole different energy because now our choice was involved. So listening to your instincts is confidence now known. Once you listen to your instincts, they sharpen and they become clearer. And then as time goes on, every single day of your life, your instincts are part of what you do. You don't go, oh, wow, that's my instinct. I better listen. It becomes who you are. It becomes just like drinking a cup of water. You just know you need it. You know you need to listen. You listen, and it's not like a question mark every time. And there's a number 11, even though it says top 10 new thoughts, and it says, if you people please, and I love this one, if you people please, start with yourself. If you people please. Start with yourself. If you met you and you wanted to take care of that person you just met, what would be the first thing you would do for that person? And then put yourself in that slot. Don't go from the inside looking out going, well, I could do this at some point this year. And I could write a list at some point this year. And I got to do this first. And I got to go here first. I'm just too busy to sit down and bring my mind to this task of taking care of myself. But what would be the first thing you would do? Would you help that person eat better? Would you help that person learn to do the things that they don't want to do and put off for a long time? Would you help that person or go for walks with that person? 
Would you help that person clean their surroundings? Would you help that person find a better job or transition from that job to something else? If you were trying to please people all this time, imagine if you recaptured that energy, just recaptured it, and exchanged that energy with yourself, becoming a friend to yourself, becoming a partner that you discuss things with to yourself. The more you learn, the more you are. You guys have a great first day of the new year. I love you guys so much, and I'm so happy we're here together. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.